Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. And Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Experience Asheville on a whole new level on a guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, gorgeous views, and van-chauffeured transportation. Tours daily, year-round, with cover and heated rooftop areas. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and the largest platform for podcasts, iHeartMedia. Now, you be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, speakingoftravel.net, and you can sign up for the Travel Club. And there you'll have the latest travel news, travel tips. There are some really cool upcoming vacation destination information there. You're going to want to start planning your trips if you haven't already, and here are some great opportunities for you. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode With a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, on the iHeartRadio app, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much all podcast platforms now have Speaking of Travel. So you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world. Well, for me, there's something I look forward to every month. I receive a newsletter that always brings a smile to my face when I see it pop up. For as long as I can remember, I wanted to live an international life that's just full of adventure and travel. And one of the best resources for making that kind of dream come true is international living. I love the articles and hearing from folks who have come before me and the tips and especially the ideas. And I have to say, I would love to write for them. So you can see why I'm really excited to have with me today the author of the Ultimate Travel Writers Program and executive editor of International Living, world adventurer, top travel writer, successful copywriter, or let's just say a woman after my own heart, Jen Stevens. Jen, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited, too. It's going to be fun. It is. So, Jen, like I said, I've been following International Living. I can't even remember how long. How long has that (laughs) been out there? Yeah, we started publishing over 40 years ago. So we've been around a long time. And, uh, you know, the world has changed, and we've done our best to stay one step ahead of it and bring our readers ideas about great places around the world they could spend uh, time traveling or living or, you know, spend a few months a year, if not full-time. Um, the, the, it's so much easier to do today than it ever was before. We live in such a much more connected world. You can sit on a beach with your toes in the sand and at the same time talk to your grandkids on Skype. You know, you didn't used to be able to do that 20 years ago. And so 
you know, in years ago, it used to be a lot harder and more restrictive to go abroad. You were kind of cutting ties in a way that you just don't have to do anymore. Uh, so it has opened up places around the world that are really new and exciting and uh, affordable, actually. You know, I, I it, when I first started uh, having the uh, e-newsletter come to my into my computer, it, mm-hmm. it was still fairly new for me, and it seemed like everything was so exotic. Like, oh, sure, you know, who can who can do that? But like you said, it seems like over the last couple of years, especially, it's like, oh, not only do I know people who are doing that, but here's really easy ways that they're showing you how to do that. It it really is keeping up with the current times. Yeah, it is. You know, I think that um, there was a perception maybe years ago that if you went abroad, you had, it was sort of an all or nothing thing. And I think what we're finding among our readership now is that people have older parents they need to attend to or boomerang kids that they need to kind of be around for a little bit at least. And so they are looking at ways they can enjoy more international life and do it for three weeks or three months a year. And there's so many interesting places around the world to do that, both in, you know, in Europe, in Southeast Asia, in Latin America. Um, you know, now, as I said earlier, with, the, with this technology, in addition to just keeping in touch, being much more, you know, much easier than it used to be, you can find places to stay on Airbnb or VRBO or, you know, you can host it. You know, there's all these, the technology has given us access um, and made it so much easier to arrange to go than it ever was before. And people are much more flexible in the way that they earn. I mean, it used to be that you had to go to an office or a a school or a hospital or wherever it is that you used to work, you know, that you worked and that was how you earned your money. You went someplace to a physical building. But that is so not the case anymore. It doesn't have to be. And because of that, we're finding people are thinking, well, I already work remotely. Why do I need to be at my desk at home? I could just take my home desk and move it to Mexico. <laughs> you know, part of beer all the year and start earning. And so that technology has changed the way we travel and the way we experience the world in a lot of positive ways, I think. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk a little bit about you for, for a minute and just get an idea of, of your background because you are like the true embodiment of everything that <laughs> the writer's life is all about. You, you're living the dream as far as I'm concerned. So how did, give me an idea, were you, uh, did you travel when you were a kid? What gave you that kind of wanderlust? Yeah, I grew up in a pretty international household. My parents are, you know, kind of first generation Americans. My um, grandparents came from four different countries. <laughs> and so um I grew up listening to lots of different languages, and, and we traveled a lot when I was growing up. And I, I then, after college, I studied in France when I was in college, and then I joined the Peace Corps, and I lived in Africa for a few years, um, teaching, I was teaching English in a little island um, in the country called the Comoros, which is between Madagascar and Mozambique. It's a little island nation, a former French colony, and I taught English at the northern tip of the biggest island for about two and a half years. And that was fabulous. I loved it. Um, I will forever treasure my Peace Corps experience. Um, and then I came back to the U.S. and and I just I I wanted to leave this sort of international life. You know, I had the itch to travel, and so um, I found myself working at International Living. Um, and back then, because we didn't have the technology that we have today, I mean, this is pre-email. You know, um, 
I was I would have a hard time finding stories. I mean, sourcing we wanted the information from people who were living overseas. And they would write something physically, like send us a typed note or like an article. And I would think, okay, the information that they have to share is so good. This is really insightful and really interesting. However, they cannot put a sentence together. <laughs> like, it would be so much, you know, so I would spend a lot of my life at International Living rewriting uh, their, their stories. And I used to say, oh, my gosh, it would not be that hard to teach people how to do this better. Like, it's not rocket science. Like, you, we could do it, but I never had time to write this course. And so, I, and so um, some years in, I, I left my full-time position at International Living to, um, to freelance and to have, have kids because I didn't want a monthly deadline anymore. And I thought, oh, well, now I have time to write this program because I'm not putting a magazine out every month. So, um, so I did. So essentially, my premise, I came at this program with the idea that you don't need to be a writer to be a successful travel writer. You just need to sort of know the formulas. And that's, that's what I try to do is show people how the whole, like, peel back the, pull, pull back the curtain maybe and show people how the industry works and how they can fit into it and prosper in it. Well, travel writing is, I think, just such a dream. It's like, can you imagine what it would be like to travel and then write stories that people would be interested in reading and giving tips and ideas? And and you're doing that. When we come back, I want to talk more about travel writing and and how romantic that lifestyle seems and how I can get paid to do it. But let me ask you, is there a website we could go to and look at uh, as we're talking? Absolutely. If you go to um, greatescapepublishing.com, we have a free e-letter called The Right Way to Travel, and you can just put your email address in, and we'll send it to you for free. And if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe, but I think you'll like it. It's all about getting paid to travel, basically. Well, like I said, Jen, you're a woman after my own heart. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and I'm here today with Jen Stevens, and she's going to come back and talk to us about the Ultimate Travel Writers Program. The best way to feel the love is to share it. That's why Subaru created the Subaru Share the Love event. Over the last 11 years, Subaru has donated over $145 million to charity. This year, we're continuing the tradition. Right now, when you get a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charity partners. The ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. This year, Prestige Subaru welcomes Homeward Bound WNC and the Asheville Humane Society as our hometown charity partners. The Subaru Share the Love event. Now through January 2nd at Prestige Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel, and I have to tell you, the Asheville Rooftop Bar Tour 
just might be the hottest ticket in town for locals and visitors alike. Kay Bentley and her amazing team at Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours helped organize a group tour for us on a recent Sunday afternoon. We saw a part of Asheville's best views with well-known and new sites to look out over from high above the city. It is, as the name suggests, a tour on top of some of Asheville's fabulous rooftop bars. Sit back and order some handcrafted cocktails, some craft beer, local wines, maybe a small plate of yummy food, while you're learning about Asheville from the early years through historical photos from the late 1800s and early 1900s and hearing stories about what was going on at that time. And then you get van chauffeured to the next rooftop bar stop. It's so much fun. For more information, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening on the largest podcast platform now ever, iHeart. It is so exciting to be a part of this incredible um, just platform here that gets the information out. You can listen anywhere, anytime. And I'm here today with Jen Stevens. Uh, she started the Ultimate Travel Writers Program and is executive editor of International Living. Jen, it's so great to have you here. And you know, like I was saying, it it's so wonderful to be able to do this radio show and podcast. But, you know, in the back of my mind, it's like I could go on location and do this show. You're kind of doing that when you go out and do your travel writing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, travel writing is interesting because it, it really is something you can do anywhere in the world. I mean, you, where you live is a destination for somebody, somebody. So it is super romantic. It is this idea that you can go off and get on a plane and go and write about a place. But one of the best ways to get started is to write about where you are. And um, it's interesting. I... Um, I've, when we first moved, I'm, I'm right now at the moment based in Colorado, and when I, um, we first moved here, I stuck my head into the tourist board office and just introduced myself and said, I'm a writer, an editor, you know, travel writer, I live here in town now, and just wanted to let you know I was here. And a few months later, I get a call out of the blue from an airline magazine that needs a fast turnaround on a, a, tra- a travel story about Colorado Springs. And, um, you know, could I write it? I'm thinking, well, this is great. Sure, I'd be happy to. And so um, my, my point being simply that, you know, editors like to have an insider write a story. And so you, are, you're, you know more about where you live than the average, you know, writer who kind of swings by for a few days. And so one great way to get started is to think about, well, you know, where do you take people that you, um, that come to visit you? What do, what do you like to show them? Um, what are the insidery things that you as a local know that other people won't? And if you write about that, you know, you're giving readers insights to a place that they're not going to find out about otherwise. And so travel writing can, can take place anywhere, but using your own hometown as a springboard is a great way um, to get started. Well, I have a question, and it might be, I don't know, uh, but I, I'm curious, what's the difference between travel writing and blogging? So th- these days, um, they, the lines blend. 
Um, if you have a blog, that's, you know, a, a website that you maintain that you regularly post on, and you um, are doing that at sort of the intersection of your interests, and those interests are travel-related, you have a blog, and you're writing travel copy. You are a travel writer. Instead of selling your stories to magazines or newspapers or websites, you're posting, you're publishing your own stuff, right? You're posting it on your own website um, and your own blog. So it's, it can be the same thing. Um, you, if you're blogging as a travel writer, then you, you probably have um, some editorial mission that you've set for yourself, some topics that you like to write about, or you have a certain personality. Um, an advantage to writing as a blogger is you don't have to spend time selling your stories to somebody else. You're just writing what you want to write. Um, so that that can be nice, but you're not necessarily paying yourself. <laughs> um, you know, you might be if you're getting ads on your blog or what have you. But um, an advantage to writing for other outlets is that they will pay you to do that, and then you're effectively getting paid to travel. Well, I like that. So let's talk a little bit more about that. So getting paid to travel, how how would somebody get started doing that? I mean, would you? Like you said, I could write a story, somebody could write a story about where they are, but then what do you do to kind of get it out there? Right. So most publications have um, what they call writer's guidelines or contributor's guidelines, and the trick is to simply find them. These days, it's much easier than it used to be. They're online for most publications. So the, the trick to selling your stuff, the fundamental trick is to A, know who your audience is. And B, make sure that you write what that audience is looking for. So if your audience is an audience of, let's say you want to, you want to write a story about traveling with grandkids, say, um, well, then you'd need to figure out, well, who would be interested in that story? Probably grandparents. <laughs> so what are they reading? Um, and then you would want to pitch your story to sell your story to a publication that has that readership. It's kind of all about audience. Um, selling a story you know, about traveling with grandkids to Pets Magazine is probably not going to work, right? But there's all kinds of parenting magazines or um, lifestyle magazines that older readers, that have an older readership, and that would be a good place to aim a story. And when you're selling your story, you're simply, um, you follow the guidelines. The guidelines will tell you, send us your story or send us your idea, and if we like it, we'll get back to you, and then you can send us your story. They'll tell you how to behave and who to talk to and what they want. From you, so the trick is to just kind of get inside an editor's head to figure out what um, what that editor is looking for, and they give you lots of hints on their writer's guidelines. Well, let's talk about. We've talked about the uh, getting paid for it. There must be other kind of perks too. Let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. I I always say that travel writing is the most romantic um, sort of lifestyle there is, and I, I say that because. I think that it forces you, in a good way, to experience the world in, in a richer way. Um, it gives you an excuse to stop and talk with people. You know, when you're traveling, I think, not just traveling, I think that we all are, we live such busy, distracted lives that we just go through the motions often. And if you know that you have to write about something, you're going to have to think about it and formulate some ideas and opinions and and put them on paper, all of a sudden you're paying a lot more attention to the experiences that you're having. You're not just on vacation sitting on the beach ordering a beer and just 
going, you know, watching the water, all of a sudden you're thinking, huh, maybe I should talk to this person who's delivering me the beer and ask how this beach has changed over the last 20 years and what they think of the, you know, direction that it's going. Or maybe I should talk to the people who are next to me and see where they came from and if they're enjoying themselves and why. (laughs) And, you know, talk to the woman who owns the shop that you went into where you just got this wonderful little souvenir that you love. Like how, you know, how long has she been there and why does she think that this place is special? And so all of a sudden you're just engaged at a much um, deeper level than you are if you're simply a tourist, you know, or you're simply wandering through. Um, And I feel like that, you know, that just allows you to be more in the moment, A, but also just to have a richer experience. Um, It's, Often people will take my my travel writing program either I we I have a written this written course but I also once a year do a big travel writer workshop and um, when I do that they'll come up to me and they'll say well you know I am not a very extroverted person and I think one of the great things about being a travel writer is you because you sort of have a notebook and a pen in your hand it gives you cover almost just this excuse to go and chat with people who you otherwise just maybe you would be too shy to talk with. And it opens up the world in a really interesting um, and fundamental way. And to me, that just makes life better, generally. <laughs> Absolutely. And you take it a step further. You Once those stories are published and they're out there to that specific audience and reader who is now engaged in all of your experience, it's almost like you're an ambassador. You're there on the ground talking to people, giving us the information, giving us that vibe. What's it like? So when we are ready, we can make choices and be smarter about the way that we travel. Yeah, exactly. And in truth, you know, people don't read travel to find out where not to go. People read travel to be inspired. They read travel to um, to to have a dream about some place that they might go one day. You know, you want people to put down your your article at the end and say, honey, we got to go there. Like, I'm going to go check how much flights do this place cost. Like, this sounds so cool. Like, that's what you want. You want people to take action. And so you are an ambassador. Um, and so, of course, you have to be, I will say, opinionated. <laughs> you don't need to be, um, an, you don't need to have an English degree, but you do need to be thoughtful and have opinions in order to be a good travel writer. We could talk more about that after if you want. We definitely will. And tell us again the website so people can be looking into this. Yeah, absolutely. It's greatescapepublishing.com. Great. Well, thanks, Jen. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Want to experience that Asheville vibe from the sky? 
Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them on a -a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular and mountain city views, along with van-chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered year-round, rain or shine, with covered and heated rooftop areas. Come sip and see the city from a bird's-eye view with us. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and it's time to catch up with our fellow traveler, Doc Lawrence, as he takes us along the Gourmet Highway. Well, today, Doc is in the birthplace of rock, Memphis, Tennessee. He's staying at the Peabody, one of my favorites, playing with those cute little ducks. And knowing Doc, he's eating some barbecue and probably strolling down Beale Street looking for the next B.B. King and Elvis. Hey, Doc, you've been a blues fan all these years, and it seems like you've been in a little blues frame of mind these days. So let's find out what you're up to in Memphis. Hey, Marilyn, it's still very early in our new decade, and the lure of exciting places helps me to thwart the sting of this cold and nasty weather. Memphis, to me, is a city that sizzles no matter the season. It's known worldwide for its barbecue, its nightlife, beautiful homes, and outstanding hospitality. Memphis, of course, is where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. When we are here, without exception, we visit the Lorraine Motel, where Dr. King died, and say a prayer in gratitude for his life, his words, and his unyielding efforts for racial harmony and equality. We miss the great drum major for justice. Marilyn, I always ask this question when I visit Memphis. Why isn't the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame here? Just listen to the roll call of music legends who began here in Memphis. Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, B.B. King, Howlin' Wolf, Ike and Tina Turner, Otis Redding, Al Green, Roy Oberson, the list continues. It's endless. Here are the shrines of American music. Sun Records, and Stax Records. While the first time Bob Dylan entered Sun Records, they say he fell to his knees and kissed the floor. Go, Bob, go, I understand. Marilyn, I always book a room in the historic and luxurious Peabody Hotel. For over a hundred years, this hotel has served as the epicenter of Memphis's luxury and charm. Each day, the ducks come down the elevator at nine sharp, and march in single file to the poo at five o'clock with the crowd saluting them with champagne they march back to their penthouse home marilyn i'm so proud to have a special relationship with the peabody having served for many many years as the voice announcing the ducks parade each day and i am blessed with many friends here in memphis tonight we are going to gather at shea philippe and enjoy fine southern cuisine prepared in a grand French style. Jack Daniels is always just a smile away here. I'll order an exquisite French wine, probably a Chateau Margaux, one of the great Bordeaux's for dinner. And tonight, Marilyn, this is going to surprise you. Dinner is all on my tab. 
Marilyn, you know, we only live once, and Memphis deserves our best. Sunday, Marilyn, I'm going to transform a little bit. I'm going to put on a nice suit, a real pretty tie, and head on over to Reverend Al Green's church to rejuvenate my troubled soul. Well, I can almost hear, let's get together playing somewhere in my mind right now. So for now, this is Doc Lawrence for Maryland Ball, and speaking of travel, on the Gourmet Highway, saying so long for Memphis, Tennessee. And I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Hey, thanks, Doc, and say hi to those little duckies for me. And remember, travel slowly. You can listen to The Gourmet Highway and follow Doc's journey by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, you can go anywhere in the whole wide world and get paid to write about travel. And I am here today with Jen Stevens, and she is telling us how to do it. To me, Jen, this is like the dream life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it is. <laughs> I bet you do. And you've been doing it a long time. You've really created a, a nice um, lifestyle choice for yourself and your family. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you can too. It. The thing about travel writing, particularly these days, is you really don't, you don't have to have an English degree. You don't have to have some great literary flair to do it. And I'm not saying that there isn't wonderful, long-form narrative travel writing out there, and there is, and that is hard to teach. You know, I mean, it's probably possible. Um, but what I'm suggesting people do is write sort of shorter pieces. These days, there is sort of an insatiable need for what we call in the business, content. So we at International Living, for example, have a monthly print magazine. And we, um, we work with lots of freelancers and we buy stories from them every month that go into, into the magazine. But that is just one little bit of what goes on in our world. We have a daily free e-letter. In fact, we have four daily free e-letters. Um, we have so we have, and we have the website itself, which has additional content on it. And so, and none of that content that is electronic, none of that content is that long. And it's all relatively formulaic. And what we're doing is what every other publication is doing too. They're, you know, they need all this content to keep their stuff fresh. So as a writer, you have more outlets that you can potentially sell to than ever before. And they're not looking for super long four or 5,000 word pieces about something. They're looking for kind of tidbits, how-to stuff, practical stuff, recommendations, lists. And all of that is super accessible. You don't have to be, you know, as I say, you don't have to have masters in literature to write that. You just have to sort of look at what publications are doing and mimic their format. Um, and I've taught people from all kinds of backgrounds you know, nurses, architects, um, massage therapists, photographers, people. Once I taught a rocket scientist who did confirm to me that his day job was a lot harder than travel writing, just for the record. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not hard to do. It's accessible. There are formulas. You, once you understand them, you can be off to the races. That is so cool. So when you go to uh, look at your uh, program, and you, like you were saying about the e-newsletters, how would people get to uh, sign up for the e-newsletter? 
Yeah, so at International Living, you can just go to internationalliving.com, and there's a sign-up right on the front page, and it's free. And we'll get in touch with you once a day and tell you what, you know, give you some ideas that we're excited about. Um, and then we have an e-letter with the Great Escape Publishing as well. And that's also free. If you go to the Great Escape Publishing website, you can sign up there too. Well, I love the International Living uh, e-letter. It comes in and, and it, like you said, now that we're talking about it and I've been looking at it for so long, one of the... There's so many reasons why I, I love it when it shows up in my inbox, but one of them is that, oh, here's a, here's something about this. Here's something about that. And just in a few minutes, I've read two or three things and know that much more. Yeah, exactly. And and the neat thing is that because we have such a huge network of people all around the world, you know, we really feel like uh, we are on a mission to prove that you do not have to be rich and well-connected to live an international life. You just need to know how to do it. And so we, we really, along those lines, assign stories and buy stories that show people how to do that. Um, and we have lots of, so on, from the travel writing point of view, you, if you're living abroad or you're traveling someplace, you want to write about where you are, you absolutely can do that for us at International Living. But in addition, we, we tell a lot of stories about people who are doing interesting things. And sometimes those stories are told in first person, which means they're saying, I moved to Portugal and I am doing this and this is what my life is like. So that's one kind of story we tell. But often those stories are, are written for us by freelancers. So someone's on a vacation, they meet an expat, they write that expat story for us, and we pay them for that story. They're not necessarily living overseas in order to write for us, is what I'm saying. So, so international living is a great outlet for new writers, um, because while we don't write about the United States, we do write about the rest of the world, and we're happy to work with freelancers, and we don't really care if you've got lots of experience or not. If you give us the goods that we're looking for, we will happily pay you for them. Uh, well, now you're really talking my language. Jen, <laughs> when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about how, right there, what you were saying, what it's like to be able to go on a vacation and have these interests that, you know, whether it's eating or skydiving, whatever, and being able to write about it. And tell us again how we can sign up for the uh, Great Escape Publishing e-newsletter. Yeah, it's called The Right Way to Travel, and you just go to greatescapepublishing.com, and you can sign up right on the front page. What does being on a rooftop tell you about a city? With Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, you'll see Asheville, North Carolina like no one else can. Kay and her team have done their homework, and it shows. Sharing historical city photos from the 1800s and 1900s, these tours weave an intriguing tale of Asheville's early years, as seen from Asheville's award-winning rooftop bars. Kick back and relax for fun with friends and family and enjoy fabulous handcrafted cocktails, local craft beers and wines, and delicious appetizers while taking in the views from the sky. And you'll love the van show for transportation to each stop. We provide a unique experience for visitors and locals alike. It's truly a time to bond, have fun, and learn some pretty awesome history and even make new friends along the way. Tours are offered seven days a week and year-round, included heated outdoor spaces and fire pits. Check out their website for tour schedules and ticket information, AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Find them on Instagram, Facebook, and TripAdvisor. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. 
when an ordinary tour just won't do. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, this is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. We are asked quite frequently what type of identification is needed when you are taking a flight. Well, the answer to that is is not just a simple answer. It depends. If you are taking a domestic flight, meaning a flight within the United States, you need a government-issued ID. That could be your driver's license or another state photo identification card that is issued by the Department of Motor Vehicles. You could also use your passport or a U.S. military ID, and there are others that are acceptable. If you are taking an international flight, you, of course, need a passport for that particular flight. We are also asked often, do minors need an ID? And the answer to that is no. A minor under the age of 18, when traveling with a companion who does have the proper identification, that minor does not need their own identification. However, for much more specific information about this question, please visit tsa.gov. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Trump, host Marilyn Ball, and I am getting a lot of information here on what my lifestyle is going to look like someday, I hope. Talking to Jen Stevens, she's the... uh, author of the Ultimate Travel Writers Program and executive editor of International Living. And Jen, I want to ask you, the the Ultimate Travel Writers Program, you talked a little bit about that earlier, but how did you how did you actually create that program? Well, I sat at my desk and I typed. <laughs> I, um, I kind of wanted to explain to someone who is coming at this idea of travel writing completely fresh and uninformed how the whole industry works. And the key is that because, you know, people can buy ads, tourist boards can buy ads, airlines can buy ads and try to entice people to come to a place. But the more powerful way to get somebody to you know, actually get on a plane and go somewhere is for them to read a story and be sort of inspired by it, you know, be enticed enough that they take action. And so it is in the tourist boards and the cities and, and states and countries' best interest that they get travel writers to come and write stories. And so the thing is, they'll actually invite people to come. If you're a travel writer and you have an outlet, you have um, a track record of getting your stories published, you can approach uh, tourist boards. These are the arms of, of government arms usually, or sometimes nonprofits, but they, um, their job is to promote their location. And they have a budget to invite people to come for free and experience what they have to offer in hopes that that person will then write a story about it. And so the trick is to kind of get plugged into that world. And what one of the things that my travel writer course does 
is show people how to get plugged into that. I explain how, what the landscape looks like, you know, and how you can ask for those free perks. Now, you can't just be walking off the street and say, hi, I've never written anything before. Could I come to your city for free and do all this stuff? And, you know, they're not going to no, it's going to be the answer. But once you have a few things published and under your belt and you kind of have this track record of success and you can show that, like, look, I, I wrote this story. It got lots of eyeballs. The publisher, you know, the, the editor was very happy with it. They've asked me to write something else. Once you have a little bit of momentum going as a writer, you're in a good position to approach somebody, a city or a state or a country and say, hey, or, or a hotel chain or an airline and say, hey, I'm interested in writing a story about, you know, New Orleans, say, you know, would you be interested in helping me arrange a trip? Um, and in exchange, I will do my, my honest best to get some stories published. And if you look like a good bet, they'll take you up on that offer. And so my course shows you how to do that, how to ask for those things. But mo- most importantly, really, it shows you how to get that track record. How do you go about getting published efficiently and quickly so that sooner rather than later you can have those stories, you know, with your byline and you'd be in a position to ask for those free perks. And then you could really travel the world for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, there definitely is that oh, yeah. Absolutely. We have lots of graduates who are doing, of my program, who are doing just that. It's, it's crazy. Retired nurses and all kinds of architects and you know, retail salespeople who are like, I'm going to have to work forever. I'm, I'm never going to get to travel the way I wanted to. I didn't save enough for retirement. And now they're taking photos and writing stories and literally getting sponsored to go all around the world. And it's, it's a new lease on life for some people. It's a really cool thing. That is very cool. Now, is this an online course? It is. It is. And so you can, um, you can find it at greatescapepublishing.com. If you just click on the travel writing link on there, you'll see it. Um, but yeah, you just, you sign up and it, it's a whole bunch of like modules, essentially different chapters. And I kind of walk you through a step-by-step. It's super, super practical. Um, by the end of the program, you'll have actually written a story that you can then sell and um, you will know where to send it and what to say to the editor. It's super, super practical. Wow, that sounds so great. I am definitely going to sign up for for the e-letter, the right yeah. way to travel and get started so that I can take that course, start moving down that line. I love that idea and that really you can take an interest that you have, whether it's, uh, I don't know, skydiving or watching movies even, that you can combine all of that into the travel writing portion of the program. Absolutely. There's such a need for content. And because you have so many different groups of readers, all these different groups are interested in different things. So if you're really a foodie person and you love to go and eat local food that, you know, is kind of locally sourced and eat in little restaurants that are doing interesting things, um, that could be something that you write about. Um, If you are a knitter, Let's say you love knitting. It's your sort of hobby on the side. Well, combine knitting and travel writing. Write about those, those yarn shops in London. Write about, um, you know, a tour for knitters. Write about where to go in Ireland if you like textiles. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can write about that help you combine an interest and travel. And in doing that, you're kind of creating a unique story that no one else is going to write in the way you are. So that makes it a little more marketable. And then you have a specific audience you can write for and some expertise in it. 
So that's a fun way to, you know, get paid to enjoy your hobby, too. I love that. What about social media? How does that fit into all of this? If you're a travel writer, do you need to have a Instagram page and hundreds of followers? Well, or how does that work? Well, it definitely helps. It's not absolutely necessary, but if you want to really work the system and get as many kind of free trips as you can and that kind of thing, then it does help to, in addition to selling stories into publications, it helps for you to have a following yourself. And so doing that on Instagram is something that um, particularly is something that can really help boost your profile and make um, make you more um, noticeable to um, people who are offering free trips. And that's something that we talk about at The Right Way to Travel, too. So um, that's something else you'll learn about if you sign up for our free e-letter. I'll say. So do you have a social media presence yourself? Is that something people can follow you in other ways? We do at International Living, and that would be the best. We're on Facebook. We have a huge following on Facebook, half a million people. And on Instagram, we have a, a growing following as well. So if you just look for International Living on either platform, you'll find us. That's the best way to yeah, well, I'll tell you that international living. How long did you say? 40 years? 40 years. Yep. We've been around for 40 years. That is really and, uh, amazing. You know, yeah. just from what you were saying earlier about just the way that travel has changed in all those decades and to where we are now. And I'll tell you, it seems like now is a good time to get into travel writing. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I really do firmly believe there's more opportunity today than ever before, and it's just growing. So if you're interested in it and you like the idea of traveling and getting paid to travel, this could be your path to uh, to success. And as I said, you don't need to be an established writer. We can teach you how to do it. Well, Jen, what do you have going on in the future? Where do you see yourself? What? Do, how do you envision what you're going to be doing? Well, I will keep doing what I'm doing because I have such a great job. Um, but I love, I love getting paid to travel. I love exploring new places. And so I will, I, my plan is to spend part of the year in the U.S. I would say I don't see myself leaving ever full, full time again, though I've loved living overseas the, the times that I've done so. Um, but I would love to spend, you know, three months here, three months there. I love France. I love everywhere. This is my problem. I've been, I've been blessed to have and been able to go all over the world. And there's just basically no place I don't like. So I look forward to having a little more free time so I can go travel and spend extended periods in those places. There's nothing more fun as far as I'm concerned than a little slow travel. Well, like I said, Jen, you are a woman after my own heart, and we have learned so much talking to you today, and we have a lot of things that we can do to get started to live that that travel dream life. And I love what you were saying earlier, too, about, you know, starting in your own backyard, being being able to look around with new eyes, talk to people, and, and get started right here where you live. Yeah, absolutely. That's my number one piece of advice. Don't wait. You know, sign up for our free e-letter. You'll get lots of tips just in that. You don't have to buy the course to learn things. Um, and and do start writing about where you live. You'll be surprised at how much you uh, you'll discover about your own your own hometown. It's kind of fun. It is, and and you're sharing with others so they can learn too. Well, Jen Steven, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're uh, website is greatescapepublishing.com. We're looking forward to signing up for your e-letter and wish you the best success moving forward in the new year. 
Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. Go out and have a really great week. Start looking around right where you live. Take a walk. Walk around your your main street. Look at things from a different point of view. What would you like to share with people who are coming to your town? And write a little story about it. Why not? You know, this is a time that we need to start moving forward in living the dream. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 